Hi, and welcome to the Torture Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'll be talking about, in this episode, injuries and drug news, um, advanced NBA schedules for streaming, and then my overall mood and mind state after this week of fantasy basketball. Generally speaking, I feel confused. And the stats that I'm looking at to pick out the players to stream for this coming week. Hello, what up? My name is KE. I'm a fantasy basketball nerd trying to come out on top in my fantasy league this year. I believe in strategies and mindsets over a hot take, and evaluating this game by diving deeper into the stats while trying to spot out any X-factors for these players. I'm just trying to guide everyone towards a bomb time playing this year, myself included. Without further ado, let's get it. Bingity bappity boop. What up, friends? Welcome to the week three of Torch of Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'll be your host, KE. So yeah, if you haven't already, I really appreciate um, subscribing, reviewing, rating this show. I uh, go a long way. I know it's just a button to you guys, but it really helped me just uh, get my word out there and get this podcast out there for other viewers to hear, listeners, whatever you call it. So yeah, let's just crack a cold one and just get started. Or is mine? Okay. Hey. Okay. As per usual, here are all the players that cropped up onto the laundry list of injuries over this past week. Starting with Paul George. Looks like his shoulder um, might be ready to go. So he's going to be a game time decision on Monday. So all you guys, all you Paul George owners out there, Keep your head up. Yeah. Um, next is Draymond Green. He, they say he's a game time decision on Monday. I doubt he's going to play. Um, keep an eye out. Chris Stapps Porzingis. He was ruled out Saturday, uh, if not for rest. Um, uh, so just keep an eye on them, on him. He might be coming back or he might not. Who knows? The big news that came out this week for injuries, at least, um, starting with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, shocked, rocked the NBA world by deciding to sit out for a back-to-back game uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. And it had the whole NBA astir in terms of whether a player of his caliber should be taking load management, load managed precautionary rest, or if he should be playing. Um, Many people are falling in really different camps in terms of this topic. There are a lot of people, uh, especially in the NBA, uh, a lot of the older heads, I guess, uh, who have grown up uh, watching this game and believing that this is kind of the antithesis of the spirit of the NBA and um, just that um, undying, unrelenting will that we often see in great NBA players like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, just to name a few. These types will believe that he should be out there playing. Not to mention um, the NBA and the, the, the ticket holders or whoever bought tickets for that game probably lost out on a great opportunity to see a great basketball game. Um, so great basketball was missed. Large revenues lost that fine day on a back-to-back where Kawhi decides to sit out, unfortunately. On the other side of the fence, on the opposing side, um, people are arguing that a player like Kawhi is just simply proof that this load management style can be very effective, as we've seen from this previous year's championships. 
So if the team feels that it's best to sit him out, then so be it. Nowadays, even with analytics, we also understand a bit more on maintaining the health and optimization of players. At the end of the day, if you have Kawhi in fantasy, this is going to suck a little bit, but you're still going to get great results when he does play. And for, for the rest of us, let's all just chill and bust out the popcorn and enjoy the show while we still can. The Kawhi Show. In other news, fantasy-wise, John Collins was caught taking performance-enhancing drugs and will be out for 25 games. Um, and this, as anyone who owns DeAndre Ayton might know, is hugely devastating because you're not able to throw out these players because of their high value and um, they're just going to sit on your team roster taking up space and providing no value. So, bummer. The next best option would be to trade that player away for and give him to another team who's able to hold on to that player for you. Right, so back into injuries. Kyle Lowry fractures his thumb, his left thumb, and something's wrong with it at least. So uh, they suspect he might be out till December, December 1st. With Kyle Lowry now out of the lineup, um, Fred Van Fleet is free to go off at this moment. And Gordon Hayward, hand fracture. Um, he, ha- he hit it against LaMarcus's chest during a screen. Looks like he's going to be out till December 9th. Jalen Brown seems like the, the biggest benefactor from this. Those guys are the major injury uh, players that will soak up most of the minutes on these teams. And So next up will be all the fantasy-relevant players that you would likely need to keep an eye on for the rest of this coming week. First up is Lonzo Ball. He was ruled out on Saturday, so I would monitor his status and see where he's at. Um, you might need to bench him if he isn't playing. Derek Rose and Tim Frazier uh, have been, have both been working out, uh, so they'll be a game-time decision uh, starting Monday. Hassan Whiteside played on Sunday, so you can plug him back into your lineups if you kept him out, and he will give you double-doubles for days. Every day, Alfred Payton stays out, so the Knicks um, are still needing in need for that position. Ben Simmons has an AC joint sprain, um, right? But he is a game time decision starting November thirteenth, and so that is Wednesday. So if he's not on your lineup, you can try plugging him in and hope for the best. Enes Cantor is a game time decision on Monday, so that could be good for all you. Enos Cantor owners. Otto Porter Jr. Uh, has a soft tissue um, injury on his foot. Uh, it's going to be a game time decision on Tuesday. Wouldn't be surprised if they sat him out, knowing that, uh, seeing how the league is going. Serge Ibaka uh, had it, looks like he has an ankle sprain. It looks pretty serious now, so he is likely out indefinitely starting as soon as now. And his, their, their, his likelihood of coming back is December 1st, but I would keep an eye on him, just keeping him in your radar to see if he comes back prior to that. Rajon Rondo, his calf injury, um, he's still likely to be out, on, but there's a game coming up on Tuesday, so he might come back in, so keep an eye on him. Miles Turner, ankle, again, problem, but they say that he might be back on Friday, November 15th. Jeremy Lamb, he has also has an ankle sprain. Again, November 12th, 
depending on the severity of it. So keep an eye on Jeremy Lamb if he's available in your waivers. Steven Adams, his knee, seems okay, but again, game time decision on Monday. Jeff Teague, out with an illness, November 11th. So Monday, again, he has a game time decision. Mitchell Robinson, so for all you guys who drafted him early and didn't get to play him, he's coming back, hopefully. November 14th, Thursday. And Rodney Hood, questionable back spasms. Don't know the timeline for that. And lastly, to round everything out, we have Dion Waiters. Suspended 10 games for getting really high on a plane and freaking out. He's going to be out till December 1st. And that rounds out the injury list for this coming week. Next up, the 420 download, where I talk about teams that are playing either four games or two games. And starting with the four games teams, the Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, the Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies, Minnesota Timberwolves, New Orleans Pelicans, Philadelphia 76ers, and San Antonio Spurs. Just as important, here are the teams that are playing two games this week, including starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. How you use this information is solely dependent on how your league commissioner has decided to set up the waiver rules for your fantasy league. For example, if your waiver uh, rules state that uh, any picked up player are going to be shown for the next day, um, I would advise you pick up the players the day before, so the night before essentially. And if the rules state that you can pick up a player and they'll show up the day of, then you would pick up that same day. And you can use and abuse the system as much as you like. Um, it's just totally dependent on how your league commissioner has set up your league. Here's my little cheat sheet. I would pick up a Lakers or 76ers players on Monday night and or uh, Tuesday morning if if it's the day of type league. A Clippers player on Tuesday night. A Rockets or Timberwolves player on Thursday night. And the Pelicans or Hawks players on Friday night. And this is just to maximize the amount of back-to-backs they have. So if you pick them up the day before, ideally they'll be playing two games in a row. And then you can drop them later in order to maximize the amount of play that you're going to get from these players. And this will just give you the most opportunity to collect whatever stats you want to collect. Also, these following teams, um, it won't really be helpful because this episode comes out on Monday and um, it'll be too late for, for most of you guys to be picking it up unless unless your league is set up so that you can pick up a player and they'll show up in your lineup day of. That'll be useful for you guys, but for everyone else who needs to pick up the day before, um, I would recommend picking up a Celtics, Golden State Warrior, a Grizzlies, a Clippers player, a New Orleans Pelicans, a Timberwolf player, or a Spurs player on Sunday night in order to get the four-game week that they'll be slotted for um, this coming week four. So where am I at? personally, with my own fantasy team after two weeks of fantasy, oh, now three weeks of fantasy play. What are the stats saying to me, and what have they told me so far? Well, right now, around this time, the dust is slowly settling, and the stats are starting to fall into appropriate alignment. From what I've seen so far, spicy, spicy Pascal Siakam is no joke, and along with his little peppery sidekick, OG Anunobi, are absolutely tearing up all types of fantasy rankings this year. Luka Doncic is an unprecedented explosion in his sophomore year. Dalla Dame's dropping buckets like he's a fireman trying to save all of California at once. Brandon Ingram's starting to look like the evil monster from Space Jam, and this time he decided to take KD's powers 
and is playing at an ungodly level. DeAndre Ayton and John Collins, post-PED drugs, feel like they've been banished to the Shadow Realm and are punishing all the teams who have had the misfortune to carry him. Them. And this final little tidbit I actually looked up myself. Almost a quarter, 15 of the 60 rookies drafted this year are playing major minutes, which to me just seems unprecedented to by any stretch of by any imagination. The mood for this week, the word of the week, is confused. Because I am confused. Overall, I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed and worried because of the frenetic pace and delusion news coming out on the daily. And I can't tell if it's simply because I've started doing a podcast and I've never been inundated with this much information before. But no. After playing for this long, I can only safely say that this year's fantasy landscape is just wholly different from any of the fantasy landscape I've seen so far. What I believe is happening is just on a, like a whole Game of Thrones level, where a major player dies and people are now in line to vie for the seat on the throne. The amount of injuries to start players in every lineup is perplexing and have added way too many faces to the mix. Steph Curry and the Almighty Warriors are now hobbling and broken, replaced with the substitute king in D'Lo, who's not even sure if he's planning on staying. And I mean, even after all this, after all this said and done, I want to say that my personal goals and tactics probably haven't changed and won't change. Um, though this is a hot start, players and teams are just still trying to figure themselves out. I mean, the NBA season is pretty long, and as more games come and the seasons progress, the law of averages will likely level these players out, those high-flying ones who are top of the rankings right now. Now, with after all that being said, I just want to say that my methods actually haven't been working out super well for me. And I mean, after having a full week of just having my buttocks lopped off by my um, opponent, my opposing team, um, this is my first week after losing Steph Curry. I can safely say that this isn't going to cut it. Like, this ain't cutting it. Like, seriously. In my previous podcast, I wondered if my conservative method to hold out for more, um, holding out until Curry is going to make it, was just me simply in my state of denial. And now I, I have full reason to believe that I am just in denial. So my week three notes for all those guys who have injured players is that all of us, me included, need to be streaming. Just generally falling too far behind in a basketball league makes this game extraordinarily harder later in the season. So personally, I own Steph Curry, Marvin Bagley III, and John Collins in my Torch League, and all of whom have a timetable just that's way past what is sustainable for any like fantasy team to have. And a part of me still wants to believe that I can hold it out by keeping them. So I'm just going to do it. One, because I just wanted to see how streaming proactively would do for me this week. And also because I'm not getting any good trades. I mean, even in my own personal life, I'm like an extreme hoarder. I'm like, I'm just prone to it. I just like can't throw most things away. Like I, I have like every single ticket stub from every single movie I've held on to since ever and for some reason i think i'm gonna make some stupid ticket collage with it so likewise in fantasy i have that habit of holding on to members despite my current situation that's just kind of who i am i guess um and for those of you guys who are like me and just haven't dropped anyone i would strongly urge you to start considering the value that these players add to your team and if their timetable is way too long um you could cut them if you want I'm personally, 
if you if you value them much higher than what you think they're worth um or what they can bring overall to your team later in the future then you can just hold on to them for funsies you just do that because that's your prerogative right but even now i still believe that i can maybe squeak by with these players but that just means that the rest of my team will need to be streamed very very heavily so with that what are some streaming strategies that i'll be looking into for this coming week so if you're new to streaming i recommend just following the people be a sheeple and constantly check out transaction trends on wherever you play fantasy basketball as more and more people pick up certain players their trends will shoot up way up and you could just hopefully pick them up before your league catches on otherwise i'm looking over at nba.com they have an advanced stats page and there's early in the season i wouldn't fully depend on all the information um though it gives you a rough outline of what's shaping up right now um in terms of offensive and defensive ratings i check that simply because uh teams that are playing against uh teams with high defensive ratings uh, will score less points, generally speaking. So, for example, last week the Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors were dead last in defensive rating, but now the Rockets are actually 22nd out of 30 in this league. So that's a major improvement already. So it'll be just a good mental note for all you guys streaming out there. Um, the last three people, the last three places for defensive rating are currently the Washington Wizards, followed by New Orleans Pelicans, and then in last place is the Golden State Warriors. So any teams and players playing those teams are likely, or players specifically, are likely due for a good night. Um, top in the league are, uh, for defensive rating, are Utah Jazz, followed by Los Angeles Lakers, and then Miami Heat. So again, these defensive offensive ratings are still fluctuating, um, so take them with a grain of salt for now. The next advanced stat that I typically tend to look at will be minutes played by a specific lineup. Um, the league leader in minutes for one specific lineup involve the Denver Nuggets currently, um, and their lineup, who have played a total of, let me see, seven different games, um, have played a total of 144 minutes um, and have allowed the the they have the highest defensive rating and um, a really good offensive rating as well. So their net rating is really good. And so this lineup is made up of Paul Millsap, Will Barton, Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray. Um, what this tells me is that these players are likely going to be high usage. And if they're available in any league, I would likely try to pick them up if possible. Um, and then so on and so forth. I just go down this list and see who's available to me. I see that OG Anunobi has been tearing up the fantasy stat sheets and is also part of the lineup that has the highest minutes played in the Toronto lineup. So good to know. And uh, for ev everyone who wants to do some guesswork, um, in fourth place I, with 119 minutes is Chicago Bulls and they're running Tomas Sadaransky. Otto Porter Jr., Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, and Will Carter Jr. And out of that lineup, um, the only one that is still left undrafted or still left on the waivers right now is probably Tomas Sadaransky. Um, that's a player I would probably keep an eye on in case he decides to blow up. 
that'll be it for the week three, week four fantasy basketball update. Um, please subscribe, leave a rating and review if you can. And yeah, good luck on your fantasy weeks, everyone. Peace.